So as discussed last week, the question we're going to talk about today. The question we're going to talk about today was how does the Torah relate to beauty? On the one hand, we see that the Torah is Meshabach people for beauty. On the other hand, the Chayah is something which is considered a spiritual matter. And more than that, the same as Basak, Shekhar Achain Vehevelayati. So we look at beauty as a matter or not as a matter. On the one hand, we talk about the number of the most and other people, Tanakh is being beautiful. Specifically, Sarah. Yisko Shakal Sachin Biyafia, she was considered one of the most beautiful people who ever lived. Somebody says Barifka, says Barachel. And, interesting, it says by Yosef. That last expression we saw, it says when Yosef went down, it says Yosef was Yifay Mary. So what's the Torah, why does it add to him? Well, what is the Torah, a person, that's a maida, that adds to his maida. That's on the one side. On the other side, you find the Gemara. And the Gemara says that Rabbi Shemich Danya, the great Rabbi Shemich, uh, the daughter of the Caesar asked him that Hai Chachma Befarah Bechnim Echairis. Such, such, such tremendous wisdom in such a, so to speak, unpleasant uh, container. Which means he wasn't, look, he wasn't a good looking. And she says to her, does your father store his wine in clay cheres or in clay zalva kasef? Wine is something valuable. Does he store his wine in pottery or in gold? So she says, in pottery. That's the to use. So he says, what? Something so valuable and such a meaningless, like such, such worthless clay. So she wasn't too bright as a girl. So she thought he meant that he should actually remove the wine into gold, which she did, and the wine was spoiled. So she came back to me, she had to complain. And so her father came back, Caesar came back, why do you move the wine to gold? The gold makes wine sour. So he said, I, was, I didn't tell him, and I just told her that you see that there's something valuable in a in a container, in a utensil, which isn't in its own something that's, which is so impressive. So she says to him, but there were Chachamim who were good looking. I mean, again, we, we don't know too much about too many Chachamim, but the one example we have is Rabbi Shmuel, Ben Gadol, who was so good looking that they wouldn't kill him until they'd taken off his skin to keep his skin. And his And his answer was, had they been less good looking, they would be more chachamim. What does it mean? What does it mean? So we now again the question might come up in various contexts. Not mistam if people know all these chazals, but if you're addressing the topic, we're going to go into all the angles of it. What's the what's the contrast between the Torah looks at beauty on the one hand as a matter which is people with, men and women, like we saw. And on the other hand, we have a Chazal that says beauty is not a man, at least not for a Chacham. And the Torah, the Fasak, Shakrachain, the Avriyafi, that it's, uh, it's something meaningless. Okay, so that, that's the introduction to the topic. It's actually very negative to Hanukkah, like you're going to see. Right. And to the Sixth Parsha, which you're going to see also. Okay, so let's start again. We always try to break this into three. Let's start with a simple answer first, and then we'll try and base the shem 
developed this like Is the Torah against beauty? Is it, does, why, does it, why would the Torah consider it to be a mile and describe it by a person if the Torah doesn't consider it something of value? And the answer is, the Torah is not against beauty. On the contrary, the Torah is mishabeach that, and the only reason, the only, and I'm quoting the Vilna Gaon on the pasuk, it says in the pasuk, "Shekhar chayiv hevel ayefi, isha yiras Hashem yitzhalo." So how do you translate the pasuk? Shekhar chayiv, charm is false. Hevel ayefi, beauty is meaningless. Isha yiras Hashem, and then he feels Hashem yitzhalo. She should be praised. Like a gong of sevaita. She should be praised for what? What are you praising her for? So you would think, Yes, Hashem. Says the God, Ishi Yas Hashem, he is titled for the Chayn and the Yafi. That she should be praised for her Chayn and the Yafi. Which means, beauty is not a bad thing. Beauty is a bad thing when that's all there is. If the only thing, or the only matter that a person has is their physical attractiveness, so then that's, that's a very shallow person, that's a very superficial person. To rely on that to make a relationship with somebody, or to consider that the person's the biggest matter is their physical appearance, that's shaker. That's that's hevel. That's meaningless. But when a person has yiras Hashem, which means they have depth and they have meaning and they have value as a person, then the fact that they also have to be beautiful will just enhance that. It doesn't come as to detract from that. That's what God means. Ish yiras Hashem, which has a matter that she also has a certain ruchnis, she also has a certain teichen uh, meaning to her. Not she's not just superficial in her looks. Then the maila of her looks also contributes that he decided. So therefore, the simple answer is the Torah against beauty. It depends what the person is representing. If all they if the only if all they have is what they can show physically, they have nothing more in life than just how they look and how they are going to appear in public or whatever it's going to be. Then it's a very empty person. That's a show. It's a superficial, very superficial way of presenting yourself. Whereas when a person has depth and he has taichen, and then if that's the case, the Torah doesn't insist that a person has to be ugly, so to speak, because they don't want to have they don't have to. Uh, Exhibit this physical side which looks attractive or whatever it is, it only complements that. Of course, it's not the same source of sure we will, but that's the starting point. And Agav, I'm just saying this because if you're using the session that's had a hard answer questions, normally where this question comes from is it's going to be the follow on to the question of Atsneus. Normally, that's where it starts from. And why is the Torah against people looking good? So the answer is not. So the answer is why is the Torah restrict how people look? That's normally going to be the way the discussion is going to go because again, the, the people asking aren't wanting to chat the guy in the Mishnah. They're wanting to have an agenda. Right? And uh, the answer to that is, again, the Torah is not against people looking good either. The question is what you're trying to exhibit. If a person is just trying to exhibit their body, that means they're just trying to show themselves superficially that we're against. Anchor, if a person is going to show that they can look refined and look good at the same time, the Torah is not against that. We don't hold a Taliban style of dress or whatever else it's going to be. That attractiveness is okay as long as it's not trying to exhibit the body. As long as it's trying to understand a person has more to just than their physical side, there's more depth than that. And the style of dress, which is just there to exhibit the skin or to exhibit the physical part of a person, that's the Hevel Hayati. When it's a style of dress which is Mahabit a person, which is in a way which shows the person as being some somebody of value more than that, so then the fact that it also comes with the fact that that's, that's considered attractive, that's okay. That's the first point. Now, that we always call the time argument. Now let's look at it a little bit deeper. Let's look at it a little bit deeper. Let's understand something. 
because the second argument will be that what's called beautiful. So let's look at two more chazals, which would strike us as being strange, and to understand it. The Gemara says in Hadushan, Asara Kabin Yafi Yardahila. Ten measures of beauty came down to the world, Tisha not to Yushalayim. Nine of them were taken by Yushalayim. People have difficulty with Skimar. You're not talking about the Alps, you're not talking about Cape Town, you're not talking about wherever it's going to be. What's so physically beautiful about Yishlein? Right, so you could say, look, right, Yishlein was destroyed, it's in this massive Khorban. Uh, and what changed? And then when, when Yishlein was built, there were much higher mountains, there were towering peaks, there was a, like big lakes. Well, what, what exactly was more beautiful about Yishlein then? Right? So what, the, what was the beauty of Yishlein that was not just stem, it was beautiful, but it was... 90% of the beauty of the world is sent to Yishalayim. Tisha Kavim. Esra Kavim of beauty. Tisha Latin Yishalayim. That's one question. Another question, let's just partial. And it says, right at the beginning, Pari was dreaming. And he's standing by the river. We name now you are. And out of the river, what comes? Oilus Sheva Paris. Seven cows come out of the river. You first marry. Beautiful cows. What's beautiful about a cow? And say they're fat cows, like it says next. They bring us bossa. They're well-fed cows. They're fat cows. As opposed to thin cows. Well, what's beautiful about a cow? We can ask the question also. Rashi asked the question. We'll see in a moment. Now. Totally is I heard from Rav Moshe Zekhan Debracha. He quoted the Maral. I don't know exactly where the source is in the Maral. I'll tell you what he said in the Maral. It's like, it's, a, it's, it's easy to often. And that is, what produces beauty? We're talking about physics, like in the world, what, what produces beauty? And the answer is, in his words, in Hebrew, words, harmony of contrasts. What produces beauty is when you have different things which work with the harmony of difference of differences. And therefore, the more striking or the more inclusive the, the contrasts are going to be, the more harmonious the blend. So therefore, you have towering mountains and cascading water. You have bright skies and you have dense foliage, whatever it's going to be. Right? Something which is very drab, something which doesn't show much contrast is not very beautiful. Something which has, the, the more striking the contrast, the more difference, so to speak, the, the factors which you're bringing together, the more the beauty is. And we're talking about art, we're talking about beauty of sight, it's like that, it's also about music. Right? What makes music beautiful is the more, the, more, the more contrast that you have which you can harmonize with. To play a tune in a single key with a single instrument is nothing amazing. It's like my kid playing happy birthday to you and like one one same time, tapping the same key the whole time. And it's not particularly beautiful. But if you have a whole philharmonic and you have a range of instruments, going from tenors to bass to whatever it's going to be, and you can harmonize that, that produces beauty. So the, the, the greater the range of contrast, the harmony is, the, is more impressive. If you think, I don't want to go into details, if you think about it, we talk about physical beauty of a person, it's the same idea. There's a certain balance of of contrast, which the balance produces the beauty. Now, that's the case. You understand the aside. And that is, the more extreme the contrast, the more the beauty is going to be produced. When the Gemara says that the beauty of Yishalayim was unsurpassed, it's because the contrast in Yishalayim were much greater. Because in the same capital, it calls Yishalayim, Yishalayim abinuyak ir shechubra it was a place where Ruchnis and Gashmi is connected. And now you're talking about a contrast, which is something unique to Yishalayim. A place where you have things which are diametrically opposite, but somehow they chubrla, they connect. Right? And therefore, as opposed to the rest of the world, where 
the beauty is the beauty of physical things. The beauty is the beauty of the contrast in nature. The beauty of the natural world, whatever it's going to be. And that's much more impressive. Yishalayim was never considered a place of extreme physical beauty. And it never was. Right? But what, what made Yishalayim different was there was a different kind of a contrast there. The contrast between Ruchnius and Gashmius when the two were both present. You're taking like two much more diametrically opposite things and trying to bring them together. Now, let's explain this just a little bit better. That sounds strange. So let's understand this a bit better. Um, let's say it like this. There's a person who you consider good-looking, attractive, just because you've seen him. So what you consider attractive about them is their external appearance. That, that's all I need to see. I see a picture. There it is. And that's considered attractive. Well, not attractive. Yes, attractive. If I would get to know that person better, would they become more attractive? It depends. If the only reason they're attractive is because I like the shape of their, their face, I like the color of their eyes, I like whatever it is about them. No, it doesn't make a difference. You know? Maybe the postal could do a better job. I can do touch up on it and look even better. Right? But sometimes when you get to know a person, right, they become more attractive to you. Not because their features have changed. But because it blends with the person. It's not just the image. It's the, it's the person with the personality. It becomes a blend. It becomes a synthesis of two things. And if I look at the person, I don't just look at the person as I'd look at a color photograph. I look at the person as the person as a whole. It's not just the way they look. It's, it's, it certainly complements. It works together with their, their nature, their personality, whatever it is. So I don't just see a big smile. I see it's part of a person. as a giving person. as a friendly person. Whatever it is, it adds. Now, the Gemara says this. The Gemara says, which means it might be that a person doesn't, is a lady, isn't considered uh, by objective standards to be beautiful, but for her husband she should be. Why? Because he doesn't just see her physically. It's a blend. It's a, con- it's a connection of physical appearance plus the person you know, plus the personality. And the, it's, they come together, it forms a Again, a harmony. A harmony between the inside and the outside. A harmony between the person and the way they look. I got that's why Bashita, when my Bakram and Shiva asked me about uh, when they went to Shidukham, she asked for pictures. I always say no. It doesn't do a person justice. When you meet a real person, you'll always get a different look for them and you'll look, think they look different when you actually see a picture of someone. A picture is reducing a person to two dimensional. They look nice, they don't look nice. That's all. You meet the person, you get to know them a little bit. You see them, and then you're seeing more, and we made it affect the way you think that they look as well. And that's exactly the point. There's more to a person than just superficial appearance. It connects to the it connects to the nature of the person, it connects to the nefesh of the person, and you made it the beauty is which you'll see is the is the connection between the two. Now, but that's only if it's there. That's only if it's there. If I'm looking to depict beauty only by physical appearance. By, by photography, whatever else it's going to be, then it's all by definition it's going to be two-dimensional. By definition, it's only going to be superficial beauty. Okay, why do I say this is the Gate of Hanukkah? Because this is the one thing that uh, Yavin had. Yafes, which Yavin emanates from, that was their ancestor, represents beauty. But beauty of a completely superficial nature. Which is what Greece respected. Whether it was in sculpture, whether it was in art, whether it was in music, whether it was in anything else that the Greeks did. Architecture, 
Right? The idea of beauty was a physical beauty. And just like a, a sculpture might represent a form, but it's not going to represent a person. There's nothing, there's nothing alive about it. It's the shape. It's the form. It's the picture. Whatever it's going to be. But it, it, it's the beauty which is only looking at one dimension of beauty. The external dimension of beauty. Physical beauty. It's a beauty which is therefore not as deep because it's missing a contrast. It's missing the contrast which means the, 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 the balance between appearance and uh, personality. The balance between the, the depth and the, superficial, the superficiality. That's what he means. If you just have beauty like that, then it's It's meaningless. It's superficial. When it comes together with the person, then the beauty complements the person. That's the issue of Hashem. He on that as well. Because it's not just that, therefore there's more to the beauty. The kilo, the person isn't just that. It's a, it's, it's a harmony which makes both, with a blend, is more than either one by themselves. And therefore, when the Torah is discussing, it's Dekis, sorry, Rivka, Rachel, whatever it's going to be, and it also tells us she was beautiful, it doesn't mean that therefore she happened to look nice. That might have been true as well. That wasn't the Torah's point in trying to promote her beauty. It's true, yes, Avram was scared of Mitzvah, and Yusuf was scared of the people of Grant. It's true, physically she looked attractive. But the Torah wouldn't, have, wouldn't bother, so to speak, to praise someone for that, except over here the beauty was the fact that it was enhanced by the person. In other words, the greater the person, so more, the more there was a contrast or connection between the physical and the emotional, the nisham the of a person, and the more it brought out that, that harmony. Next step. Is there an action that could be bigger that we were saying that? So we explained what it means that Yerushalayim was considered a beautiful in the sense that there was a contrast. What was this contrast? What was this contrast? The Gemara says, Amr B'Yechelon, Ana Ishtayarna me Shapira Yerushalayim. Rabbi Yechelon says, I'm the last survivor of the Shapira Yerushalayim, the beautiful people of Yerushalayim. Okay. What was the beautiful of Rabbi Yechelon? So the Gemara tells us. The Gemara says, if you want to see the beauty of the Gemara of Basra, in Baba Matiya, the Gemara says, if you want to see the beauty of Rabbi Yechanan, take a, silver, a pure silver goblet, fill it with ripe pomegranate seeds, and hold it in the sunlight. And it's going to shine. The difference between the, the silver and the, the, the redness of the pomegranate, and against the ray of the sun, it shines. That was Rabbi Yechanan's beauty. Now, Rabbi Yechanan didn't look like a cup of pomegranate seeds. Right. What the Gemara is talking about beauty was that his skin shone. That his skin shone. And it's in the first Gemara Brachas. The Gemara said, Rabbi Yechon came to visit Rabbi Laza. He was sick. And he, was in the, he didn't have money for a candle. He was sitting in darkness. So Rabbi Yechon says, it's the Gemara says, he, dare, he uncovers his sleeve. And the room shone from the light of his skin. So we're talking about what was Rabbi Yechon's beauty. It was the beauty that his, the shine of his face. Or the shine of his body. His arm also. Right? That was, now, we are talking about the, 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 the features. We're not talking about the shape, so to speak. We're talking about the fact that his skin shine, and that's the point of the contrast. The, the pasuk says in Kehilas, "Chachmas Adam Tariponav." The Chachma person makes his face light up, and therefore, if we're talking about Rabbi Yechon as being beautiful. What we mean by beauty is his skin shines. That's the connection between the depth of a person and the appearance of a person. Not so much the features as much as the 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 R, the, the, the shine that comes from it. The morale says, this is a famous morale, that the word in the Torah for ponim, for the face, the same word as pnim, just means what's internal. The, the ponim represents the pnim. 
The face represents what's inside. And that's the, the shine of the face, so to speak, or the, that, that's the luster which it adds, which is coming from what's inside. Because she has that, a person who has that primius, that, 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 so to speak, is evident outside also. Now, let's go to the next point. We said at the beginning of the parasha that Paris saw cows which were your first married, beautiful cows. And you ask the question, you can talk about well-fed cows, you can talk about fat cows. What makes a cow beautiful? So Rashi asks, can you have the shiner? And Rashi, I'm reading the inside. Rashi says, what's the yafa about a cow? It's simon hulimea soiva. It's a symbol for the years of plenty. Shabrios nearest yafa zuluzu. That people are considered beautiful to each other. Why? She'ain ain briot soiva chaverta. Because people aren't stingy. People are generous. When people have a lot, they're more generous. That's beauty. That's beauty. Well, what is the fact that the cows are beautiful meant to represent? That people are more giving. People are more generous. People are less stingy. That's very far from the beauty we would imagine as the beauty of a picture of the, the, the like, so to speak, appearance, right? But it was, it was an important enough point that Kilo was represented that the cow was good looking because this was meant to be a symbol, not just that there'll be cows of plenty. It wasn't just the cows with fat. That's the next thing it says. The brios boss the fat cows. But it's, uh, there was enough plenty that people were willing to be generous. You know, oh. Even if a person has enough to eat, but he's scared I won't get food tomorrow, or he's scared I better save because I don't know what's going to be in the future, so I'm less likely to give. Whereas when people are, no, no worries. I, I think I have more than enough. It makes people be more willing, more able to be generous. That was the sign of the cows, which were key to be depicted as beautiful, which means the beauty we're talking about is the beauty of the midas. The beauty of the fact that people are more willing to share. People are less stingy. The parameters for a beautiful cow. But it, it was a fat cow. It was a well-fed cow. But it, would you, maybe in the terms of cows, that's what a cow is meant to look like. The description was meant to teach you something. That's what you have to pick up from it. That uh, if, if, if you're describing it as something which is considered beautiful, that doesn't mean the shape of the cow. It's meant to represent, the cow is meant to represent the time. The seven cows are the seven years. So what's that time period meant to be? A time when people are beautiful. But there was nothing objective to the cow that made you feel like, oh, this is a beautiful cow. The right? That's what's coming out. The point is, we want to talk about now. So that's what you, the, the way that it interpreted what beauty means is not why people look, not that people are well fed, that was the second point. I mean, lots of people be well fed too. But the beauty is that people be more willing to give. Again, this isn't the beauty of Yahweh. This isn't the external beauty. This is the, what we're talking about, the connection between the Pnim and the Chas. Between the contrast with, or the, the, so to speak, the harmony of a person with, with their appearance. Now, that's when the Torah is using beauty as a praise. That's when the Torah is using beauty as a praise. There are those times that the Torah describes beauty as the shaker achen as this was the person's undoing. This was the what caused them to fall. And therefore we have, the Gemara talks about Vashti, for example, or other ladies like that, Zevel maybe, others, who were also beautiful, and that was their problem. It was only a physical beauty, and the matter that's what led to the that's what led to the undoing. Rachavazin, the same thing. The, the, what made her successful in the trade she was was there was only physical beauty. The beauty can be described as both. It can be used as a mailer for a person who is a Yerush Hashem, and it can be used as a source of a downfall for a person who doesn't. Good. That's like that. Now let's go what we said before. The story of Bishul Chadani. The Gemara says that she asked him, why is such so much chachma and such a uh, this so to speak, a non-complimentary uh, plea. 
And his answer was that well, if my friends Chacham, had they been less good looking, they would have been more bigger Chacham. So we asked. Maybe we understand that a tra- physical attraction or beauty isn't considered a big matter, especially for a man. That maybe. But uh, why would it be a chisar? Why would it be a chisar? Why do you say there's a male not being beautiful? Why would it be the other way around? So the answer is, Rabbi Shul was talking to the, the daughter of the, of the sister. Somebody coming from the mindset of Yavon, and that is that beauty is skindy, is quite the expression. It's all external, right? So then, if that's what you're going to see in a person, you're not going to appreciate the chachma. You're not going to appreciate the chachma. You're looking just to see the external. And the best example is the example we gave, Rabbi Shmuel Kain Gadol. But what do they want from Rabbi Shmuel Kain Gadol? Let's take off his skin. But we'll keep his skin. That's Rabbi Shmuel. This is the step. Oh, again, why do they want his skin? His skin shine. That's what you want from him. This is the like, preserve his skin because his skin shines. Then you've lost the whole point of the person's mind. All you're seeing about him is beautiful. You'll never see his chachma. It's tafka if you don't see him as being attractive, you can start to appreciate his other mailers too. If all you're going to focus on is the person's externality, then, you'll, then, then you'll, that's all you get stuck on, you don't see it deeper than that. That's exactly the, the, the yofi of Greece. The, we said yafta to kim yafta. The yofi of Greece, that's where it stops. It's only when a person doesn't have that, then maybe you'll be able to see there's more to it. And that was the motion you wanted to bring with the wine. At the heart, there's a very simple answer. If you want to make the king's wine fancy, wash it. Paint the clay... Uh, containers with gold. Then the wine's being preserved by the clay and it looks nice on the outside with the gold. But you didn't think of that. Just pour it into gold. Because you think gold is fancy, so I just see the gold. But you don't have to be something deeper than the gold also. If you want to preserve wine, you have to have two layers. You have to have the inner layer to protect the wine and the outer layer of gold. If all you're going to deal with is the outer layer, it's going to ruin the wine. That was just telling her. If all you're going to do with the beauty is externalities, then it's a, a disaster. It's going to ruin everything else. You won't see more than that. If a person is able to see more, which that needs a certain chachma. That uh, to see that there's a blend between the person's death and their the, 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 the external appearance, then yes, it can be a contrast if you're willing to see beyond the surface and see both. It's therefore to sum one nine thumbs up at one nine. What if there is an attitude to beauty? Not just the fact that it's a maila. It's more than that. The real beauty is the co- is the connection of the what the, the person's looks with their personality. If a person sees that, then that's seeing the wholeness of the person. That's where the, the beauty shines from. That's where you, you see uh, the completion. To detach the one from the other one, to deal with only the external part of a person without seeing their nefesh, without seeing more than that, that's creating the world of Yavan. An illusory beauty, a, a physical beauty, a superficial beauty. And that's only a source of shakara and That's something which only leads to downfall. It's, even in a relationship, if it's only going to be built on physical appearances, it's doomed to failure. If it's built on the fact that a person likes a person and likes the way they look, then you have the shlemus of the person, then it's not only a man. The Gemara says that's a man that's over for the time of Chacham, it's Ishanah. That's the full sense of the beauty.